0: Whoa, oh, we are back for a special interview on Home Mad Advantage Wrestling Podcast. I am Jude Swisher, and I actually just came off of an interview on my good buddy Dan Ward's show. On, so he had me on his live show on uh, Ward Wrestling Live, um and he sent me this the the file from the show, and uh here it is for your guys' listening pleasure. So this is my Uh, a portion of my wrestling story um, and in my reflections from starting home at Advantage and and where I am today from it. So um, shout out to Dan Ward. Go check him out and uh, enjoy the show.
1: Let's do this. (coughs) All right. What's up, uh, Ward Wrestling Live, Wrestling Nation? Man, I got an awesome guest today. Another amazing wrestler and wrestling mind in our country. He is Jude Swisher, uh, co-host and founder of Home Mat Advantage, and the Sam and Swisher Show. Uh, He's a PA state placer out of Belafonte High School. And uh, he and his partner, Sam, were named 2020 Win Magazine Journalist of the Year. And uh, he's here with us today. Uh, Super dope kid. Can't wait to talk to him. What's up, Jude, man? Thanks so much for coming on. I really appreciate that.
0: Hey, Dan, I am doing so good. I'm really excited to be on here. I've wanted to be on here for a while. Uh, Finally, you know, we got in... Uh, on that schedule, and, uh, and now we're finally here, so this is really exciting. And I want yeah, to yeah. I was uh, when I
1: saw you sign up, uh, I'm I'm not gonna lie, I had some little butterflies. in my <laughs> All right, man, oh, man. I get to get half of the half of the dream team on, you know?
0: Yeah, the dynamic duo. Uh, yeah, That's It's pretty, pretty fantastic.
1: Cool. Uh, we got to get Sam on one day, maybe.
0: Yeah, well, I'll, <laughs> I'll now, dude. Between Jacob and I, we're gonna be like you know, pestering him. We're like, sign up, do it, get on the show.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's been fun. And I can't wait. We've got, uh, we got your guy Jacob coming on later. Uh, he was on two weeks ago or something, but uh, you know, with wrestling coming soon, he's done his ACC rankings through mm-hmm. home at advantage. He does his uh, fantasy through home at advantage and he'll be on later to kind of give us uh, his, uh, his secrets to what he thinks is going to happen in the ACC today. So that'll be dope. And uh, I'm sure home at advantage will post that all around. You guys will see it later on, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, man really cool to have you Uh again thank you so much Um so first of all COVID in Pennsylvania I know that you train out of M2 um, sure. at what at what point were you kind of able to to kind of get out of the house and start your off season and how has how has COVID kind of affected your your plans this off season other than doing more podcasts
0: <laughs> yeah oh well that is that's the bright side. I had a lot of time to pump out a lot of content over <laughs> quarantine, so that was a good thing. Um, well, I guess it really started at, um, you know, at the state tournament, you know, uh, it was that Wednesday, uh, it was my birthday. We went up to Hershey, weighed in, you know, wrestled Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Um, and like, you you saw on the internet a little bit, you saw the memes, people are kind of talking about this COVID-19 thing, uh, but it wasn't a big deal. Like. I felt very blindsided by the whole thing. And it felt like in three days, basically, so that whatever, the next Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, bam, all of Pennsylvania shut down, all of New York, all of New Jersey, everything's, everything's blasted. So it's one week from the time I compete at the state tournament to everything's done. And it was really, it blindsided me actually. And I was, you know, there was a lot of buildup for the state tournament. Um, I really, you know, I believed, with every, every little particle in my body, I believed I was going to be a state champ and um, didn't quite achieve that goal. But uh, you know, I was like, all right, it's off season time to get back in the room. And, and, you know, off season is my 100%, my favorite time, just because no pressure, you, a lot of time to slow down and be like, really like intimate with your technique and like really understand it all the way through. So I was like excited. I was like, we got freestyle coming up. We're fargo the the whole shebang um and then bam it's all gone like i had it was one week of training and then that friday it was just just everything's gone um and well but here's the thing like to my understanding like our governor only had shut us down for two weeks he's like it's just gonna be two weeks and so i thought it was just a two-week break so i was grateful i was like you know what it's been a long season it's good to take a break and here's something dan is i I rarely ever take breaks because my motto when it comes to wrestling is life will give you breaks. You know, life will, whether it's a it's a snowstorm or it's a, you know, so you get sick or something like that. You have family come in town. There will be opportunities to not wrestle. There will be things that you can't, you know, you can't get out of that are just going to take you know, any opportunities you have to be on the mat away from you. So um, if the mat's open, I want to go on it because I know that life will happen and I won't get to. So I was grateful. I was like, ah, oh, two weeks off, I get to heal my body, stretch out, relax, um, you know, and, and unwind after just a long season. Like the Pennsylvania wrestling season is long, right? You're, you have duels two times a week. You have a tournament on the weekends and every week you're wrestling, you know, high level kids. And so you really stay on edge for that whole, you know, three, three, four month period. Um, but then, you know, two weeks. And then the governor said, we're extending it three weeks. Uh, and then he extended it another three weeks. So in total, it was about five or six weeks. Uh, but that doesn't sound about it right. No, it was, it was in total, like two months of being inside, you know, and being trapped. But here's the, here's the kicker. Here's the good thing. I, we got three free mats, the 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 thursday before everything was shut down so like like maybe three days before the whole state goes kablooey i got mats in my wrestling you know wrestling mats in my basement and so i i actually stayed on the mat the entire time through quarantine i was i was wrestling every day uh i would don't tell anybody all right um but nobody's listening nobody's listening between you and me i had kids come over um any any i got my hands on any state medalist any state qualifier any kid who wanted to train within an hour and a half radius and i said hey i got mats in my basement i can get you partners come and wrestle at my house and um and i mean i had a lot of really good kids over a lot of you know high level pennsylvania guys and even kids that i didn't know like my dad would just go through the state bracket and you know he's like oh shoot this kid's from chestnut ridge that's an hour and a half from here um, Let's call him. Go, yeah he's like go dm him on instagram and so i just sent him a dm i was like hey man jude swisher congratulations on your season want to come over and wrestle sometime and uh you know a week later he's pulling up to my house we're shaking hands and then we're going downstairs and, and scrapping that's, that's
1: how uh, well you can appreciate this with your podcast that's how i i started getting people i'd sit yeah up and, and i would yeah, i would type in like uh i would type in wrestlers and if, if they didn't have a mask and a painted face, I knew. <laughs> so I, I was, yeah. Not WWE, not NWA. So, yeah. and I would just hit people up like that. And uh, so I could imagine, well, that's awesome. So I got to imagine it's gotten uh, your little brother, the 13 year old better, right? Or 12 year old.
0: So, yeah. So I have, a, I have a little brother. His name's Ezra. He is, he just turned 13. Um, You know, we we stayed on the mat during quarantine, and here's the thing about Ezra. I don't want to talk about him too much. because uh, This show's <laughs> about me, all right, yes. all right. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, you know he he doesn't like wrestling very much. He doesn't love it. He doesn't have that you know that that desire to get better. He doesn't have the desire to go on the mat. Um, but he is very good. His technique is phenomenal. He's strong and he's you know relatively athletic. We're, we're us swishers, bad genetics, bad, bad, bad. We got nothing. Um,
1: he's one of but, those kids that just get have that. Like, don't those kids upset you? Like, they walk into the room and they can wrestle or they can shoot basketball, mm-hmm. they can go right, right. If he, you've never done this before, and they're just kicking your ass.
0: Yeah, and dude, and he, I, I love him to death, uh, but I'd love him a lot more if he loved wrestling. Just saying, <laughs> uh, but he, uh, no, but so what they did over quarantine is that M2. So that's David Taylor, Mark McKnight, uh, Eric Thompson, who I believe you had on the show prior. Wow. Um, they started doing like live streaming Zoom practices. So you get on Zoom Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. Uh, Monday and Tuesday it would be technique, and so it would be shadow wrestling, and you're working on drills. And if you had a partner, you could do it with a partner um, or anything like that. And I mean, there's like 150 kids watching this Zoom call, right? And um, and we're just wa- it's we're just watching David and Mark and, and all them, you know. Just oh, I, wasn't techniques.
1: that with, uh, that? Was, they did some stuff with Young Guns too.
0: Yeah, well, no, so they were actually separate. Young Guns also had a Zoom, um, they also had a Zoom Zoom classes and, and things like that. With they did theirs a little by, more
1: frequently, huh? With strip matter, right?
0: Yes, so uh, to my understanding, they were going like five or six days a week. Um, MT was only doing three, they would do two technique days um, and then like a circuit on Thursdays, um, you know. And that was fantastic. You know, it was, it was like nothing else because, you know, the nights I didn't have a partner, like I really had to be focused. I really had to work on my foot, my, my footwork, right. I had to understand the technique and and understand how it applies to having a partner. And so I stayed on the mat all through quarantine. And then sometime like mid June, um, we got the okay to open back up the gym, um, and practices started right back up. Um, without really a hitch. The only thing is like, uh, they, we're we're not allowed to switch partners. So you get one partner, the whole practice. Um, there's only allowed to be one coach the whole time. And you have to wear a mask, um, not while you wrestle, but the coach has to wear a mask. So that's been interesting. And I also, um, I, I help out at the M two like youth. So they have senior level practices and, and youth practices, um and i was invited to go be like a like a i guess you can call it a, a volunteer coach nice. um, for the youth practices and um and that has been extremely helpful you know it's one thing to do the technique and, and talk about it it's another thing to try to teach someone so that's also really helped me um, yeah i
1: saw somebody uh, down here um i saw when he was like picking up his kid from the airport and it was like he was like 11 weeks at m2 he's back and I think the kids like in 6th grade or 7th grade so I think Yeah.
0: Oh, it might be uh what's his face.
1: The dad's that's a coach it, up in uh up in like uh, by the villages and stuff. Mm. Dude, yeah.
0: it's cool. It's it's really cool. And then you have a relationship with these kids and they're only a couple years younger than me. So they're they're like, you know, anywhere from the age of 7 to the age of 12. But it's like another little brother. And like I want them to be just as successful as I want my own brother to be. And I want my own brother to, you know, beat them all, but I also want him to get his butt kicked too. And so I'm, you know, it's cool for me to teach and build relationships. And like, I mean, I recognize that. Um, I, I mean, I love to coach. I love to be with people and I, I know that someday I, I want to do, you know, whether it's a club or high school or even collegiate coaching um, you know, I, I believe that's in my future. So this is a cool opportunity for me, not only to expand my own wrestling, but to, you know, give back to the club, give back to the kids, um, and, and you know, grow the sport of wrestling. And those uh,
1: those little kids need someone like you to to look up to and say, you know, I want to be like him. So right, I, I follow you and and see how you're doing. And uh, I noticed that a lot when we first started going out to wrestling rooms and clubs. And um, you know, the younger kids meet these older kids, and then they start watching them, and they start following on track, and they start looking at them where they're going.
0: Right. And what's cool is that I'm doing the same things they're doing. Right, I'm in the room, whatever, five days a week too, and um, just because you know it doesn't matter that my practice schedule is a little different time, I'm still doing the you know the M2 system, right, and I'm going out and competing and, and trying to implement it in every match I wrestle, so these kids can look up to me. And the the other thing about that is that when I was a kid, when I was that young, I was very blessed to have older high school kids come back to the room and and give back to me. So. They would show an interest in me specifically. They would they would treat me with respect. And um, as a little guy, like as a seven, eight, nine year old kid, and you're having high school kids come and tell you, "Hey, you're doing awesome. You got you got something. You can you can run with it. You can be great." It is the greatest feeling in the world, you know, to like have someone older than you see you as a peer, see you as um, someone to you know give respect to. It makes you feel like a million bucks. And I want to be that kind of you know, influence on the next generation of wrestlers. I want to show that respect to those kids. So, because I know how great it made me feel.
1: And that's awesome, man. And, and good for you for doing that. And then uh, obviously with your, with your show home at advantage, uh, uh, you have a platform too now where, uh, if there's things that need to be said, people that need to be heard, um, movements that are going on in the sport Mm you're able to also, uh, also influenced there too, which, is, which is awesome to be what uh, your partner is your same age.
0: Sam is, he's just two years younger than me actually. So he's, he just turned 14. I just turned 16. So yeah, about, about two years younger than me. Oh.
1: And by the way, Sam is a seven time Tennessee state champion. Yeah. He's
0: a savant. He's a savant on the mat off the mat. He is the smartest kid. Yeah, no. Yeah. The smartest kid I've ever met. Uh, <laughs> incredible. Like, uh, like every single day I talk to him and I like hang up the phone and I'm like, Oh, why is he so talented? I don't <laughs> understand. Like it's, it's, it's not balanced. Right. I kind of like, I, I do my best effort, you know, just to try to keep up with him and he can put in like, you know, a half butt effort and like just blow me out of the water. His, the way his brain works It's so analytical. It's so incredible to watch. And like, you know, from a, from my experience, like Sam Herring is, is just, just a phenom Um, on the mat, off the mat. Great kid. That's awesome.
1: And uh, yeah, I mean, remember these two names, Sam and Jude, you're going to see them uh, speaking of that. Uh, So tell us how, how you met Sam, how you started HMA, Uh, maybe some of the best moments you've had so far, Uh, best interviews, things like that. Uh, Give us some stories.
0: Yeah. Okay. So let's see. It all started back, um, in September of 2019, 2018. So I joined Twitter before flow wrestling radio live. Um, you know, they do their, their daily show and what they do is they take questions from on Twitter. So they say, Hey, send in your questions. We'll answer them on the air. And, uh, I'd listened to FRL all that summer. And I was like, dad, can I make a Twitter so that I can ask a question and get on the air. And how cool would that be? Because I like idolize these guys, right? I'd listen to them daily. And I would be like, man, what if I could meet them? What if I could talk to them? What if I could interact with them? So I make a Twitter. Um, I give it like a joke name. Uh, so like, uh, it was called um, Mike Uzen, right? So M-I-K-E and then U-Z-I-N. And so hopefully I was like, and then they'll announce my question. They'll be like, my cousin asks. And, you know, like, I don't know. I was just trying to be silly or goofy or whatever. I was 13. Um, and so I was I was on Twitter. I would be on there pretty frequently. And then I noticed that there was this kid, because um, I knew he was a kid, I could tell. But he would tweet all the time during the day. Like the, you know, from whatever, nine o'clock in the morning all the way to nine o'clock at night, he would continually tweet. And that was weird because... I was homeschooled and I was on Twitter when I wasn't really supposed to be, I was supposed to be doing my school, but I would see this kid tweet. And so I was like, mom and dad, mom. you didn't hear that mom. <laughs> but, um, I was, I was like, I don't, I don't really know what his deal is. Why is he tweeting all the time? So I, I slid into his DMS. Right. I say, Hey, I'm Jude Swisher. Uh, I'm 14 years old. I'm homeschooled. Uh, are you a kid? He's like, yeah. And I was like, are you homeschooled? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, sick, me too. Uh, And then we just hit it off, you know, so much in common, everything from we're, we're both in big families. I have five brothers and sisters. He has six Uh, to our faith. We're both, you know, very invested in our relationship with Jesus Christ. We also have, you know, we're homeschooled. We both did the same homeschool curriculum. We wrestle all the time. Like, like the numbers of similarities are outstanding, like, like ridiculous. Um, And like, a lot of people are skeptical of like relationships built over the internet. Uh, But I can guarantee you like my relationship with Sam Herring, you know, I live in State College, Pennsylvania. He lives in Tennessee. We've only met each other in person twice, but I can guarantee you, we will be friends for the rest of our lives because um, just the, the relationship that we have and how we built it is so special and it's so unique um, that, I mean, it, it can't be replicated. Um,
1: Didn't Didn't I just see you two together?
0: Yeah, so we he came up over the weekend, actually. Uh, And, you know, that was the first time he ever got to come to my house. That was the first time we recorded in person. Uh, It was very special. But so uh, we're, we're DMing almost every single day on Twitter, we talk about wrestling, we talk about life. Um, Then he goes to the Southern Scuffle, um, which is, you know, it's all it's probably an hour trip for him. And he, uh, and he meets the flow wrestling guys. And just by chance, they let him start calling matches. So he's a 13 year old kid, a 12 year old kid getting behind the mic and he's calling matches at the Southern scuffle. And he's doing it good. He's doing it really good. And all of a sudden he's blowing up on Twitter. He gets a thousand followers in a day. Everyone's like, who is the kid on Matt six who's calling the matches? And he knows everything. Like, like he starts blowing up. Um, And I was like, oh my gosh, Sam, you're ridiculous, dude. You're crazy. Um, and ever since then he started to get this huge media following. Um, and so a couple months passed. we continue talking and I was like, just as a joke, I was like, Hey, Sam, what if we, what if we had a podcast? And he's like, ha ha, you know, funny. (laughs) Uh, and then a week later, he sends me a link to, to create your own podcast, free anchor.fm. And I was like, Hey, "Hey, that's right. I use Anchor as well. Shout out to Fantastic, Anchor. Fantastic, right? I
1: love uh, it. Just put it right there and then it shoots it down.
0: Yeah. <laughs> extremely, extremely efficient. And I was like, well, I guess we're doing this now. So I <laughs> used my birthday money. I bought a cheap little mic. Sam used his AirPods. We, uh, we picked the name. We got a logo, which was terrible. Logo sucked so bad. Because um, I made it by myself. I downloaded like a free logo, make your own logo app. And oh boy, it was it was awful.
1: Yeah, I use uh, I use Canva. Mm, well,
0: I'll keep so that in have mind. You heard,
1: have you heard of Canva? No, I have not. Yeah, you can. I use it on my phone and I use it on um, uh, online. So they have, nice. a, they have a, a, a free version and then they have like a pro version, which it's not that expensive, but that's kind of how I'm, I mess with my stuff.
0: Yeah, well, your setup looks fantastic already. Like I just have like this wall, you know. Yeah, like like paint swaths on the on the
1: listen, go to my first hundred and fifty shows or whatever it
0: was.
1: (laughs) The wall rocks. Yeah, yeah, and then I finally bought the screen screen and then uh here we are.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Well, um started it up. We started it up. I call him for the first time. We record a six minute episode and it it was among the worst things I've ever produced in my entire (laughs) life. It was just so atrocious, so terrible. Uh, It's deleted, it's long gone, you can't find it. Don't try looking, please. Um, And like, it was horrible, it was so bad. And we were like, this is the introductory episode. This is what Home Advantage is all about. Sucked, like needless to say, horrible, we've come a long way. Um, But then, you know, it was fun though. It was fun to like get the computer set up and the microphone and the headphones and you go in your closet and you hide under the blanket so you can have good audio. Uh, and the next week, so that week, that was the, it was right before the NCAA tournament. The next week we have the NCAAs and then we recap it. We have, we do our first ever episode one recapping the NCAA tournament. And I was really concerned with like time. I was like, people don't want to listen to two kids for an hour. You know, we got to keep this thing short, 15 minutes, maybe 20 minutes, maybe. And we're talking. And of course, like it's the NCAA tournament. There's so much to talk about. Um, and I was like, Sam, can we just stick to the finals? Horrible move, bad move. Cause we just kept talking about the finals. It's 20, we're 23 minutes in and I'm like having a panic attack. Cause I'm like, this thing is going too long. And he's like, and Sam's like, all right we, we're here at 285 pounds. We're here, you know, talking about Anthony Cassar. He comes into the NCAA tournament, and I was like, "And stop, no more, we're done pulling the plug on the podcast. We'll talk about it next week." And like, I, it was such a dumb move, and like looking back, I'm like kicking myself because, like, I was. Yeah,
1: you know, when I look when I first started these, I was told the same thing: try to keep it 15 to 20 minutes. Try to keep it 20 minutes, but there is no
0: way. No, uh, like you just got to keep talking about wrestling because it's fun. It's fun to talk about wrestling. So, yeah. um, our episodes got, you know, a little bit longer each time, a little bit better each time. Um, and man, it was it was a special thing. Like we just kept getting a little bit better. And like with the mentality of, you know, I like talking about wrestling. I like talking about it with my friend. I don't really care who listens. I don't care if they think we're good or not, uh, but we're gonna put out the best product that we can and just keep getting better. You know, that was our mentality. We recognize it's a process. We recognize that a 14 year old kid and a 12 year old kid shouldn't be able to make a podcast, right? That's not, <laughs> something, it's not something you do. Here we are, you know, a year and a half later, we've interviewed the the best wrestlers on the planet. We've interviewed, you know, off the top of my head, David Taylor, Kyle Snyder, Jordan Burroughs, you know, Bryce, Meredith, Yanni, um, you know, every, everybody. Like, I, I'll pull up the list, but like everyone from coaches to, you know, high school, high schoolers and NCAA champions to... NCAA, you know, low All-Americans, like, but the, the top minds in the sport. Um, and it is, it's been fantastic, honestly, and, the, and how far we've come, um, but yeah. Some of the, you had asked me like, what interviews like really stuck out to me? Over- yeah, like
1: some of your favorite, maybe some of your favorite moments, favorite people. You know, being a kid wrestling at, at M2, I, I'm sure you've bumped in just by mistake to the greatest in the world. But yeah, so, as far as, um, the podcast, are there people that because of the podcast, you've had the, um, you've had the advantage of saying, getting to wrestle with them or getting to get taught by them or, or, or breaking down their mind for your wrestling career? Has How has that, that helped?
0: Yeah. Well, let's see. So to answer that question, uh, yeah, I, you know, I live in state college, Pennsylvania, home of the Nittany Lions, I wrestled at the, the NLWC like youth practice all the way up through. Um, there's Penn state wrestlers all over the place, you know, national champions, like, like hotcakes, right. You go over and they're walking on the street. So I've, I've had a lot of interactions with these people ever since I was a young kid um, and have David Taylor as my coach. Also, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's a blessing, like no other, like to, to just to understand the gravity of having a world champion and not only that, like, one of the most dominant wrestlers on the planet. Right. He 10 would miles Martin in, in the first period, like that is outstanding, you know, to have him take an interest in me and to like, you know, like personally invest his time and his money in me is, is like, like earth shattering. It's, it's ridiculous. Um, uh, but you know, as for the interviews, uh, the first ever interview we ever did was Dan Dennis and, um, and, you know, I knew who he was. I knew he was Olympian, but I didn't really know all that much about him. So that like week going up to him, I watched every match I could find. I watched the flow film on him. I read articles. I like prepared hard for this interview. And so Sam and I, we get on the the show with, with Dan Dennis and we, uh, and he had some news that he was going to wrestle Greco at the U S open or, or something like that. But, um, I was so nervous that I was like, like bumping my knee on the table, and like my microphone was like shaking. Like I was so nervous, like sweating, like stuttering, all sorts of all sorts of terrible, terrible radio stuff. Uh-huh. Um, and I we blew it because we all, we asked him like shallow questions. We didn't f- do any follow-up questions. The interview was like 20 minutes long, boring. Uh, you know, we're like the questions were like, who's your favorite wrestler? What's your favorite move? Uh, why, why do you like wrestling? Like, like bad, like, like shallow level questions. Um, but man, like ever since that, like we just kept getting guests and guests and guests and guests. Uh, a, a couple that stick out to me, Johnny DeJulius, um, fantastic guy. He's a skydiver. He's a wrestler. He's, he's incredibly energetic and just a very charismatic person. And so that was the first interview we ever really opened up with our guest because he, has this way of like bringing a level of like personality into the conversation that doesn't make you think he's a robot you know
1: yeah you know I, I if you if you if you go if i go back through my my interview so far and you could appreciate this the now you're someone that does these so you don't have mm-hmm. short answers you're very affluent you talk we're good but a lot of like the young kids it'll be short answers they're not used yep. to doing interviews. So you're like 15 minutes in, and you're like, oh my god, I've asked all five questions already. Where do I go? <laughs> or, or you get a coach that's really like, uh, hey, why do you do this at your club just because we think it'll make them better?
0: You're you're like,
1: like oh, go, right. quicker. you know. And then next thing you know, it's like 15 minutes in, 20 minutes. You're like, oh, I have nothing else to say. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've been there. I've been there. I've gone through the whole list of questions. Check the clock. We're 20 minutes in, I'm like. So what did you think of the wrestling last weekend? Like, like, just like you start spitballing and like, just try to get him to talk. Um, but yeah, no, Johnny Julius. that interview went maybe 45 minutes, an hour, which like at the time was long for me. Cause I was like, oh, there, no one's going to listen to it. It's too long. And like, I was freaking out and whatever. Um, Johnny DeJulius was great. The first ever solo interview I ever did was with Bryce Meredith. And I, the reason I did that was because Sam was going to record with him and I but he couldn't make it for whatever reason he's like jude i already scheduled it do you think you can show up and, and take my place and i was like uh, uh, uh okay like i, I just like <laughs> like peed myself just about and like got on the call with bryce meredith and he was just just fantastic and like really opened my eyes um and that's i will say this i, I know i'm take, going on all these different tangents but the right. coolest thing about doing these interviews with these high level guys and I've said it before, I'll say it again, is to understand them as a person. It's not just about who is uh, Brock Zacharyl, the wrestler. It's who is Brock Zacharyl, the human being? Who is he the person? What is he like? What are his interests? What does he do in his off time? What does he do outside of wrestling? You know, things like this to understand it because wrestlers, you know, wrestling is a huge chunk of our lives, but it's not us. You know, it's not our identity, right? You know, my identity isn't Wrestler, it's Jude Swisher, right? And um, and there's a hundred things that make me unique. So to go and talk to these people and understand them, you know, a little more fundamentally, and not just, oh, I see you on the screen, you know, it's. I can't it's believe really special. That,
1: that's something that's blown. Um, before doing the podcast, I only knew what where my kid wrestled at the club, and then where he right. wrestled in high school, and and I would see people in the room like the Rivera twins or Usakis or whatever, right? And and they would just be crazy animals on the mat. And then off the mat, they were like laughing and having like just- Yeah, they're people. Awesome right. people you could talk to. And then going into this, <clears throat> I mean, I'm talking to people who I thought would never ever answer me back, would <laughs> never even come on my show, would never even talk to me. Yeah,
0: I you know you what that's get,
1: like. You get this feeling that, you know, these people that spend their lives in cages and on mats and in rings, you have this perception that they're yep. just animals, these, these beasts, these people that stick their chest out. And even even outside the mat in the ring, they're just gargantuans, right? <laughs> and mm-hmm. but, but really, they have a switch inside the mat, inside the cage, inside the ring. That's between the lines, like a football player. That's on the court, like a bat, you know that's where they do their business, but outside of it, they have kids, they have family, they have fun, they hang out. And and I I can't believe how people reach out to me and they say, man, I can't believe who you've had on the show. How'd you meet this guy? What were they like? And I'm like, look, my hands were sweating when I had them on, but then I had them on and I was like, yo man, these dudes are like, just like you and me. I mean, now I wouldn't want to meet any of them in a dark alley, they fucked me up. But as far as on here, it was super cool to hear people like like this crazy fighter saying, you know, I like the gardens over by Pitt. <laughs> I, love, I love the flowers. And I'm like, what the hell's wrong with you?
0: Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 a good example of that is uh, a, a Thomas Gilman, right? On the <laughs> mat, he is like, like, when the camera's on him, his persona is like bad guy through and through mean he, he'll he'll punch you he'll run up to your corner he'll you know if you if you're <laughs> riding double he i don't know if you knew this but um in college i can't remember who he was wrestling might have been alan waters but he was the kid had double boots in on him right and 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 gilman is you know like quad pod and so he's he's holding on really tight and gilman stands up and jumps backwards on top of him like and he slams him like his heart like and he gives up a point or whatever, because it was blatant. But he just did it because he was mad, and you're like, "Wow, this guy is—he's mean." Like, yeah, but then, then you, afterward,
1: you see him in the corner eating his ice cream. Right, um, exactly. <laughs> like,
0: you're like, like he's—he's a—he's a philosophical guy. He's—he's he's a deep thinker. He takes his time. He reads a lot. He wears these stupid little sandals and has like a a, a little dog and and like goes on walks by the river. <laughs> like, wow, same person. And so. Yeah. Coming yeah. full circle—that's the coolest thing for me. It's one thing to see a dude on, you know, on the big screen, and you're like watching him at the NCAA tournament. And you're like, "Oh wow!" And then you talk to him, and they're just, you know, you get to know them as a, as a person, and that is very—that's the biggest thing for. Uh,
1: and look, you're 16, and I'm 44, right? <laughs> yeah. We're kind of like on the same path, right? Well, yeah. You've got you've got your whole life, but but we're doing a lot of the same thing, right? And you're a wrestler, I'm not, so I don't even know what I'm talking about half the time. I have I have taken the time to go through and get certified as a coach and do all this stuff to kind of learn as I go. But to meet these guys has been, yeah, I mean, like you said, just incredible. I just, uh, right. And then to to be sitting there and watching TV one night or something or or watching my kid watch matches on Flow and I'm like, huh, I talked to that guy. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. So I was like, what? Like, yeah, I talked to that guy but oh, he's like, Especially. yeah, like, I, you must feel, I couldn't imagine being your age doing what I'm doing, and being like, oh my god, the guy I just talked to is at the NCAAs, he's oh, wrestling in third place, wow, it's, it's, it's unreal. <laughs> that episode's gonna take off, <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> that's it, yeah. like, man, <clears throat> it's, it's special, and people ask me, like, Dude, do you get nervous? Do you get nervous before you record? And if I'm gonna be honest, and I know this sounds like the just stuck up, like <laughs> stupid little white boy answer, but it's it's no, I don't get nervous anymore. Like I used to get like really nervous. Um, but then you get past the name. You realize that they're not just a wrestler. You talk to them, you, you get to learn about them, and it's it's relaxing. And like you build a relationship with these guys, like a lot of these guys, and Sam even more than me, but like we maintain a relationship outside of the podcast, you know? So I have these high level wrestlers on and then I can text them afterwards or I can give them a call and I can, you know maintain a relationship not, and like not in like a flexy kind of like, oh yeah, I got XYZ in my phone. Like, I'll give them a call right now.
1: No, up Spencer Lee.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Stuff like that. but no, it's, it's, it's more than that. It's, it's, it's about having a relationship with these guys. It's about being trustworthy. Um, and, and, you know, yeah, it, it all comes down to relationships. It comes down to people, It comes down to, you know, ideas and thoughts and communicating them. So,
1: and you know what, that's why, um, I mean, I spent 20 years in sales, training salespeople, coaching salespeople, also being a sales manager and, and doing my thing. So I have some of that, you know, the people skills are there, but I, um. um I, more than people know, I always get on earlier with people before we go live, just like you and I did, because if people, the people coming on are typically more nervous than you are. Because mm-hmm. they're thinking, oh my God, I haven't been on a show in a while, or who is this guy, or yeah. uh, what's he going to ask me? What are the questions that are going to come at me? Is he going to be intrusive with his questions? Is he going to be, is it just going to be fun? what it, is gonna talk about that time in sixth grade where I got in detention. Like, <laughs> right? So, yeah. Um, when I get on before the show, that's my chance to break the ice and be like, "Yo, look, I'm just some idiot doing a podcast. Don't worry. Right. I'm just, I'm regular. Here's the questions I wrote down, but please remember, it's about Jude Swisher. It's not about Dan Ward. Let's make sure these questions are what you want to do. And um, and it's helped because then when we go live, that ice has already been broken. You know, and people are kind of chilled out, relaxed. Yeah. And, 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 and we move forward. Now, you and I had already met because we were on, you invited yep. me onto your show. So um, so that was cool. So the, the ice had been broken. We, we messaged like you were saying, uh, and that's fun. And, and, you know, hopefully we can do things bigger than just being on each other's show. Maybe. Exactly. It, I'd love to help. And and if you could help me, that'd be great. Anybody you know that you can refer on to the show, man, I would mm-hmm. totally appreciate that. Uh, now, uh, you know, another question I had was, you guys have been putting in this work, and now being wrestlers and and having your goals of of being on the top of the podium or just being on the podium at any level. Um, now, yeah, now now that you guys are are doing this podcast, and then you get recognized as Win Magazine Journalist of the Year, which I have down in the corner there. Did you guys see that coming? Did you guys have a heads up? Did you guys? How did you? First of all, holy shit! Congratulations! But, uh, <laughs> Thank you. How'd that go down and what has it meant to you and Sam?
0: Oh boy, okay. So we, we we started the podcast in March of 2019. A full year later, April, 2020 um, uh, I'm doing school because I'm, you know, a high school student and I'm doing school on my computer because I'm a homeschool student. And uh, I have to put my phone in a different room, right? If my phone's sitting next to me, I'm just going to be on it the whole time. Don't get anything done. So I go, I put my phone in a different room. And during lunch, I went and grabbed it to, you know, check up and see what's going on. And I had two missed calls from a number I didn't know and three missed calls from Sam Herring. I was like, <laughs> okay, something's up. And, uh, and I just, you know, I send a, I, I check my, my text and I get a, it's, it's Mike Finn from wind magazine. He said, Hey, he said, Hey you. this is Mike Finn wind magazine. I'd love to, uh, I'd love to give you a call sometime. Uh, when are you can can we call right now and I was like oh sure (laughs) and I uh so I gave him a call I said hey Mr. Finn this is Jude Swisher and he says hey Jude have you spoken with Sam today and I was like Nope. what's up he's like and he like starts like giggling and like he's like listen (laughs) to this home at advantage has just won the win magazine wrestling journalist of the year award and I was like <laughs> what? <laughs> I had no clue, no idea. We yeah. were super blindsided by it, um. And he, you know, we sat down, did like a little thirty-minute interview, and he's like, "All right, now don't tell anybody for a month." And I was like, "What the heck?" Yeah, <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was ridiculous. And like, like that. Oh my gosh! So well,
1: of course you hung up and told everybody.
0: Oh uh, yeah. Well, I told I told my parents. I told someone else. <laughs> <once>. But um, <laughs> dude, it was it was like nothing else. So first of all. It was like 1130 in the morning, you know, and my I, uh, I got a flow shirt in the mail, like a flow wrestling. So I was already like super excited. I was like, oh, my flow shirt's here. And I was like jumping up and down and I check my phone and it's Mike Finn. And I get on the phone with him and I come up and it's like levels of euphoria I've never, never experienced. Like I've had, I've won matches at the state tournament and I've, you know, made the podium and all that. But getting the, that that whole like flow shirt plus you know, Win magazine Journalist of the year, like, like w- was nothing I've ever experienced. It was ridiculous. Yeah, um, that's awesome. And it was, what was really cool about it is we never, when you do these podcasts and you, you produce this content, you really don't know if people care, right? right. Like you kind of, it's, for, we talked like, about that before we got on the air, right? Exactly. It's, it's like, it's almost like you're just shouting into the wind. You're like, maybe someone here, maybe someone doesn't um and but this like 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 was the example of like no people are listening people care you're doing a good thing keep it up in fact you're doing it so good that you did it the best in wrestling media this year like <laughs> what so like if you we went and looked at like the list of people who have won the award like J- jeff byers who's the penn state radio guy guys at flow wrestling jason bryant's you know, the list goes on and on and on. And, um, and like, just to be numbered among those guys, it, it's like, it like makes me like, like tremble. Like my, my hands like shake when I think about it, just to, you know, so I'm a 16 it, year old kid with a podcast. Is that poster
1: framed in your, in your room already?
0: I actually, it's funny. Here's the funny thing. I don't actually own that magazine. Uh, cause we don't have a <laughs> wind magazine subscription. So if anyone has a spare one, like to send it to me, uh, DM me on Instagram. Uh, but No, just that the whole thing that went down and like Twitter and and Instagram, we were just blowing the heck up because they're like, these kids did such a good job that they won this award. And now everyone's like, who are they? You know, the people who don't know about us are they're coming to us. And, um, And for a time there, it was, it was incredible. We got interviewed by like, you know, several newspapers um, and Win magazine and we went on different shows and, and all sorts of stuff. And people like wanted to hear our story because it's, it's, I mean, it's, my, awesome. it's, it's, it's something else. And I don't like talking about myself all that much. Like, I don't like talking about how great, what great things we're doing at home at advantage or anything like that. Cause, um, cause I know what it sounds like. And it sounds like, wow, this stupid kid is so full <laughs> of himself. And he, you know, uh, just because he he wrestles at M2 that doesn't mean he's better than me or anything like that. but like
1: yeah well bring it yeah, on.
0: It's all about <laughs> exactly but it's all about you know I gotta it's 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 a good practice for me and, and for Sam like to, to remember like we gotta stay humble. Um, it's not all us. there's so many people that you know go into this podcast. Um,
1: but the lessons you've learned oh yeah the last year and a half from even the, the lessons I've learned in the last four months doing this since April well April maybe. maybe yeah, the last four months doing this, even at my age, uh, how I've Lifelong. To, yeah. be, to be your age and Sam's age and just be like wrestling geeks who decided to talk shit about it. Yep. And, <laughs> but, but then you decided, well, I'm not going to be a hermit and keep it to myself. I'm going to learn how to tell people about it. Right. And then to get on and, and make mistakes and just totally suck and then be able to get better. Uh, so, so bad. Dude. Like my first ever episode was NATO. And I was terrible. I thought I was. And I mean, like I watched the show and I was like, all right, buddy, you can come on anytime. When we go live, I'll let you know. Well, I was live already. I had no idea. <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> Stuff like that. And then um, he came back uh, July 30th. He came back on and it's a much better interview. I actually did a little bit of research because I've learned to do that. And, time, yeah. um, but but to, for you to be able to learn how to open up and do public speaking at your age mm-hmm. is is phenomenal because going forward, there's gonna be so many opportunities for you. You know, you're gonna get your education. You're gonna go off to college and do your thing. You're gonna wrestle at the highest level because that's that's what it's, what you're gonna do. But they're also gonna be able to grab you and be like, yo, can you go talk for the team? Can you go do this for this? Guy? Right. Because they're gonna know like, hey, we can utilize him for that stuff and you're gonna be comfortable doing it. Uh, you're gonna to have to be in front of cameras when you become a world champ and an Olympic athlete and all that stuff. And it's going to be nothing for you, right? Yeah, I got yeah. this.
0: It's, it, it is interesting. Like, you know, you, it, it becomes comfortable, you know, you bec- become comfortable sitting behind the mic and it's something that you never really expected to be comfortable at. And I've always been fairly articulate, you know, ever since I was a kid, I read a lot. I was able to really communicate my ideas, you know, pr- pretty well. Um, but getting behind a mic and like recognizing like how to formulate your thoughts in a way that other people can understand them. It's extremely difficult you know? And so like, even like you're, you're talking about lessons, but even the, just the lesson of being able to take the thoughts you have in your head and put them through your mouth. Like it's a lot harder than you think it is. Right. <laughs> yeah. it's you know? crazy. Cause like I've, I've had podcasts where I just spit gibberish, like not even coherence.
1: I couldn't imagine because when I was your age, I had, uh, you know, I played basketball and football and tennis and soccer, or whatever. I, I didn't wrestle, but I had you know, like in the sport that I loved, I had athletes I looked up to. I could never imagine like having Dan Marino on my show or, <laughs> or Hugh Green or Walter Payton, yeah. or Michael Jordan, or, you know, these are the type level guys that you're, you're having on your show with with David Taylor and Bo Nickel and all these guys. It's unbelievable. So to be your age and be having an opportunity to talk to people you idolize are that's incredible because for me I, I'm 44 so it's pretty cool to talk to this guy but yeah but, but I'm doing it for a purpose because I want your sport to be known and I mm-hmm. want your sport to be seen that look at the kids this sport is making but I also want you know it's pretty cool when my kid even though he won't talk to me because he's 14 and <laughs> he won't watch my show now but I know deep down he's like yeah, that's pretty cool. My like, dad just talked to that dude. Like, <laughs> I know, I know, I've on through that, right? So, he does think it's cool. pretty cool, man. So, what, what, um, so your favorite moment in wrestling so far?
0: Oh, so my own personal wrestling, or just wrestling in general, or oh,
1: it's there's no rules to this.
0: Okay, well, I guess. Well, uh, <laughs> no, I mean, no, I'll, I'll say my favorite moment ever without a doubt is okay. Well, I guess I have a couple. So, all right. Well, so I've, I've been going to Penn state dual meet since I could walk basically. So I I grew up in, I'm, uh, we moved to Pennsylvania when I was like five or six years old, the year we moved, uh, maybe the year after we moved, Kale got the job at Penn state. And that day, the day that dad heard that Kale got the job because he wrestled through college and, and all that, um, he bought season tickets. He's like, we got to, we got to see this. I got to see what's happening. Cause I mean, Kale just came off of Iowa state and he turned them into a powerhouse. Right. So, you know, um, that whole, like seeing Penn state, like the, you know, the dominance of kale, you know, that four year stretch and then the year off and then another four years of like, like ridiculous numbers, you know, and seeing that was always very special for me. Um, well, so uh, a cu- so a couple moments that stick out in my head, um, man. Bo Nickel pinning Miles Martin in the NCAA finals. Uh, Isaiah, Mart- or Isaiah Martinez getting inside trip by Vincenzo Joseph. You know, v- Vincenzo as a freshman taking out Imar, and then the next year inside tripping him again in the national finals. Like like stuff like that is already crazy. Um, but no, I would I would say uh, I-, I will say this. I'm a Penn State fanboy because it's just where I live. But um, the biggest, my favorite moment ever was David Taylor winning the um, the world championships. He had already been my coach for a year or so. And, um, and like our relationship at that point, wasn't something, you know, it, it was coach athlete, but that, I think that's really where it was. And it, it was hard to like buy in, you know, cause he started it in 2018 in like the, or excuse me, maybe the 12th fall of 2017 or so, um, and you know that following summer he goes and win the world championship. So I only really know him eight months, nine months, but like the the relationship that we built in that time was it was outstanding. And so to see him get that success and you know do it in a very dominant fashion was just really special for me to see my coach go do that. Um, and then you know it means all the much more when he comes back and he says you know Jude you you go do it right like you know and he's giving me the tools to to go be a world champion I mean I
1: saw the picture you sent me of yeah when you were like eight or something
0: I was eight years old and he had come to our like youth wrestling banquet or something and um and I got a picture with him and now it's it's funny I'm eight years later like you know coach he coaches me every week and
1: eats lunch and, at, your din- at your dinner table
0: <laughs> yeah stuff like that and i don't want to i don't again like i know how it like i know how it sounds it sounds like i'm spoiled and
1: yeah but i, listen, admittedly but I am if you have the opportunity to live where you are then why not take the opportunity to be trained by the best in your area um you know when i learned of the cfwa club i knew that they you know they they're the club that feeds Lake highland prep so they got a prep coach. Is there? It's it's known as one of the best clubs in the country. Right. It was in my backyard, and I found out what off season was. So I put him there. Yeah. <laughs> and um. Yeah. And then they took it from there. You know, he's got two great coaches at his high school, and then at the first academy, and then they took it from there. But if you're in state college, and and you can have the opportunity or afford the life that state college offers for a wrestler, hell yeah, take advantage of it. I mean, why right. would I mean, literally, I talk to Pennsylvania guys, whether it's on Pittsburgh, or in Philly, you're like right dab in the middle. And yep. they say, hey, we can walk into a grocery store, and there's a national champ picking up groceries. Yep. And, nice. and we could walk up and be like, yo, you want to roll? I want to teach my kid. And they're like, yeah, no problem. I'm available. Yep. Free. <laughs> and,
0: yeah, that's how it is.
1: And that's really, really, really cool. And, um, and yeah, you must, um, you must pinch yourself every time you're like, wow, look what I'm doing, you know, and congratulations to be your age and be doing and accomplish what you're doing and then being as humble and awesome as you are. Uh, This is just a second
0: second time we've met. (laughs) (laughs) I have a long way to go.
1: Yeah, but this is the second time we met, but it's been amazing. And then uh, the people that are kind of coming around your circle, Mason Beckman, I see him on all the time. I had him on my show and uh, Jacob Hughley. And and then you see, uh, I was on. You guys invite me onto a show, and I come on, and I look, and it's Seth Gross and Jack uh, Mueller, and I'm like, "Holy shit, these are legends!" Yeah. <laughs> I show with these guys, right? And oh, they're boy. just like, "Yeah, whatever. Yeah, we wrestled. Who cares?"
0: Yeah, that, yeah. that's
1: like oh, so boy. fucking cool. That's and funny. I'm like, "Wow. Sorry, I used the f word, mom." But, but <laughs>
0: it's, fine. Yeah. Dude, it's fine. It is. It is uh, Right. It's like nothing else.
1: Dude, you're never you're not allowed to talk to that man anymore. He curses. Dude, all
0: right.
1: What are you doing? Yeah.
0: Give me your microphone. Give me your microphone. Yeah, I'm yeah, not, yeah. not doing anything ever again.
1: You're done. You're back on your homeschool. Oh cool. boy. Well, I'm guessing that your favorite wrestler of all time is David Taylor. We it don't certainly
0: have questions.
1: I've learned that through this interview. All right. Are you ready for my 10 questions?
0: Okay. Lay lay them on me, dude.
1: All right. So Philly or Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh you like the single or the
0: double oh, oh single leg I am listen I'll say this I I'm not athletic all right I can't <laughs> do any like double legs from space so it's all about getting my hands on them and making an angle and then getting that single leg
1: nice all right so eagles or Steelers?
0: don't care I uh, only wrestle and so it's it's solely wrestling I don't follow football or any other sport so I will say neither so, so
1: penguins or flyers
0: also neither
1: (laughs) okay so we'll change it to uh let's see burgers or wings
0: i'm a huge burger guy i really do love burgers uh, a whole lot all
1: right high c or hip
0: toss (laughs) high c i again not athletic (laughs) Uh, if i get there i'll do it but more often than not i'm just going to get to a good shot and, and, and finish quickly
1: all right, so you're right dab in the middle. Do we go Philly cheesesteak or do we go Pittsburgh kielbasa?
0: Ooh, okay, that's, now that's a really tough one. Uh, I'm going to go with <laughs> kielbasa, actually. I uh, My grandpa lo- loves, like he like like loves to sample sausages and things like that. So I've grown up right. with a lot of kielbasa.
1: Good. Uh, fireman's carry or ankle pick?
0: Ankle pick. Uh, my coach is David Taylor. All right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> ankle pick. All right. Kick
0: me out if I say anything different. (laughs) Uh,
1: Two Pennsylvania iconic items: the tasty cakes or the water ice.
0: Dude, water ice. All right. (laughs) Do you get the bucket before winter? No, I do not. But I would. uh, (laughs) I could.
1: Uh, My my wife went to school in Philly, and I remember we were living up there, and they would shut the water ices down during the off season. Mm -hmm. So you. And you'd buy these big buckets to put in the freezer before they close down. Yeah. Oh boy, That's awesome. Uh, the cradle or the half? It's
0: a cradle. Cradle is a really high percentage technique, and I mean, like, you you see it working at the the highest level of every wrestling. Like, even like at the World Championships, David Taylor can lock a cradle, and you can score in freestyle with it. And um, and if you can, if you have like I have pretty long arms, like I got a wingspan, um, and so I can I can get a cradle locked up pretty tightly so I'm a, I'm a big cradle guy
1: nice all right um let's say uh since we're since we got the hockey question out of there let's let's switch it up with uh Lucky Charms or Cinnamon Toast Crunch
0: dang uh I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Lucky Charms but I will say I don't eat that kind of cereal that often like especially during the wrestling season I take my diet very seriously, so I. I Lucky Charms. Do
1: we eat the cereal first and then then the marshmallows? You pick
0: out the marshmallows. Are you kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So funny story. So my my grandmother once bought uh, a thing of Lucky Charms, and uh, (laughs) it within a day it was only the like the cereal. No marshmallows were in it at all because we just (laughs) sat and just ate them all out. Um, But I do. I have a big sweet tooth, actually. That's something a lot of people don't know about me. Love love sweets. And I don't feel guilty about eating them either because during the season, I have the best diet out of anyone I know. I take it very seriously. Um, you know, I eat a lot because I don't, I don't cut much weight, but I, I eat the right things. Um, but out of the season, man, I'll eat ice cream, cake, drink soda, Lucky Charms, the whole shebang all in one day. I don't feel bad. Uh, and then I just get a good night's sleep and wake up the next day. I'm ready to go. So
1: Yeah, big buffet at the end of the season. Yes, sir. <laughs> all right, last one. Okay. Leg ride tilts or roll through tilts?
0: Roll through tilts. Roll through tilts are the way to go. Here's the funny thing. I have long legs. You know, I'm a pretty lanky kid. Uh, I'm awful at legs so bad. Like if I want to get reversed, I'll just throw in a boot, you know, because it'll just put me to my back every time. So, um, but no, I, I, like, I like doing some, uh, some cross wrist stuff and, you know, punching it through and going to a rebar tilt. Um, that's that's kind of how I like to score my points on top.
1: Nice. Well, that's awesome, man. Hey, so, you know, first of all, you know, just keep kicking ass in life, man, and, and doing your thing and, and, and doing big things and, and keep going with this, man. It's awesome. I'm, I'm so happy that I got to meet you guys uh, and meet Jacob. We have another one of your home at Advantage guys on at four with Jacob. He's coming back to talk about the ACC. Uh, so that'll be fun. And, um, man, it was just an absolute honor to get you on. So thank you so much. So happy to see a young man doing what you're doing. Uh, you've got another fan here. I'm, I'm going to be watching you on the wrestling mat and looking you up and hopefully one day I can get my kid up there to train with you. That'd oh, be, that'd be fun. That'd be really <laughs> and awesome. And, you, uh, and oh, you have
0: my number anytime you want me to come back on. I mean, like anytime, like, please just give me a text. He
1: loved, uh, he's always loved Penn state.
0: Uh, uh, we'll get along well then.
1: <laughs> yeah. I just got him a, uh, did you see those like bone nickel stickers or whatever that were going yep, out
0: there? Th- yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I, I, I grabbed them and uh, he's got it on his computer Nice. Uh, I, I was going to surprise him this year with uh, the Penn State, Ohio State duel that happened in Penn State and uh, for Christmas, but it was more expensive to the tickets than it was to fly him there. <laughs> I was like,
0: oh boy,
1: I couldn't find like the only, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, I'm looking up a wrestling match here, like not a football game, a wrestling match. And it was like $2,000, $2,500. Yeah. I was like, holy moly.
0: Man, here's what you got to do. Um, if you have the time, I would suggest go back to the 2018-2019 season. It's Ohio State versus Penn State. It's at Rec Hall. And here's why it's awesome. Ohio State had one of the toughest NCAA teams of the past 20 years. Like, 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 so good. So, so good. Um, and and they, the points that they scored at the NCAA tournament were to the, like, they would have won countless NCAA championships they were number one in the whole country Penn State who is a returning national champ um they were number two and I mean Ohio State has Luke Pletcher and Joey McKenna and Kyle Snyder who's already you know Olympic champ at that point and they like all these guys they come to Penn State and they're the favorites like they are gonna win Penn State beats them 17 to 16 in a packed gym. It's I'm telling you it's January and it's like 95 degrees in that room. It's the hot, it's the craziest wrestling environment I've ever been in my entire life. And um, and they, and Penn State defeats their rival, the Buckeyes and you know, an, an insane duel. Like the first match, Penn State sends out their, their the kid that they had wrestling for them and I think his name is Carson Kuhn, um, who you know he was a decent wrestler and he's wrestling NATO and the first minute goes by and the rec hall is like kind of quiet and all of a sudden Carson just hits a left-handed headlock out of nowhere and NATO soars through the air and his foot goes through like this like advertisement sign like goes right through it and like just like you know it's an electrical sign it just like destroys the whole thing and the crowd's like goes- ah they're freaky out everyone gets on their feet and they're losing their minds and it was like <laughs> just like nothing else I've ever seen, but like, yeah.
1: you know, the and, and whole NATO match, a beast, right?
0: NATO is a beast, but <laughs> dude, it came down to like Bo Nickel was wrestling miles Martin who beat him in the NCAA finals the year prior uh, and got a last second tilt. Like, like there's two seconds left on the clock and the ref starts swiping and he gets a last second tilt to get the major, you know, if he didn't get the major, we would have lost right? You have Anthony Kassar, who is the backup. They put him out against number one ranked Colin Moore and he gets the win. He beats the number one kid in the country and he was the backup, you know? <laughs> and then he doesn't, you know, like, it's just stuff like that. It's like, like ridiculous. He's I, I, I bet out. you
1: I'm, I'm, I'm sure my son watched what you're talking about. Cause I suggest loves- you,
0: everyone listening needs to go watch it. And like, just to be there in that room, the, you walk out and you're like, it was the greatest duel of all time. It was the greatest duel of all time. That or the Penn state Iowa one that, that from this year, that wasn't as fun because Penn state lost, but you know, <laughs> how it
1: goes. You well, know. it's awesome, man. And, and this has been fantastic. Uh, thank you so much. Come on anytime. Uh, I know, uh, I'll send you my cell through the Instagram feed. We've been messaging on, so we'll have each other and, uh, Anybody that, that you know that you can think of that would like to be on the show, please feel free. And uh, you know me, they could be your 10-year-old kid that you're coaching in your room. They could be a kid that you wrestle with in high school. They could be somebody that is whatever. If they have a wrestling story, I'd like to talk to them. And men, women, kids, adults, yep. bring it on. I love For it. For sure.
0: No, I'll start throwing you some names.
1: Yeah, Ooh, man, excuse thank you me. So I got a little burp there. Yeah, um, no worries. I get them all the time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was a pleasure to talk with you dan and uh yeah. th- thank you so much and you're doing a really great job over here and uh it's it's my pleasure to just come on the show for a little bit and you know and just talk and so
1: yeah and it's cool and uh what's tomorrow friday so usually yep. on saturday i'll uh, i'll rip the the feed and i'll put it onto anchor and i'll put it onto youtube when i do that i'll send you the links
0: oh, and then sure. do and you want my- um
1: do you want me to send you the hard copy of this video
0: yeah. If you, if you wouldn't mind, I'd throw it up on home at advantage. If you don't That's mind, you can have it for your show. Sounds great. All right. I'll do it. I'll get it to you. Awesome. Hey, I really appreciate it. Um, I'll let you go now. I've talked your ear off for probably an hour. That's okay.
1: I love it. I don't have anyone till four, so we could probably go for two or three more hours.
0: Awesome. I have a, <laughs> I got to go for lunch here pretty soon, but um, all right. Hey, I'll let you go. Thank you so much, Dan. That's us see you,
1: brother.